Welcome in. It is the Crawford Talks. He is the Astros beat writer for The Athletic, Jake Kaplan. I am Mike Meltzer. We are broadcasting to you in the middle of this sports and Major League Baseball-wide shutdown. We're all trying to figure out exactly what is going to happen when baseball is going to restart here. We're going to hear from Astros reliever Joe Smith here in a few minutes. Jake, how are you doing on this morning in our crazy times? I'm doing okay. Um, hanging in here in Houston. I uh, I know on our last episode on Thursday, I spoke about um, I wasn't sure if I was going to get on the flight to West Palm that night. I did not get on that flight um, for obvious reasons. And, um, you know, obviously we're going to talk baseball here because we are a baseball podcast. But, um, you know, this is a huge, much bigger story, a global pandemic uh, national emergency, uh, you know, we don't, by speaking about baseball, we're not trying to minimize that. This is, um, you know, hopefully we can provide a little bit of the the player perspective through our conversation that's upcoming here with, with Astros reliever Joe Smith. Um, but, you know, I hope everyone out there is adhering to the CDC guidelines and um, doing their best to to flatten the curve here. I definitely agree with that. So here's what we're going to do. Joe Smith is going to join us. You're going to hear a lot of different things. Where is Joe right now? What, what is life like in spring training? What's been the communication over the course of the last couple of days and week between the Astros, the players, Major League Baseball and players? What does Joe think about, hey, at some point we're going to, knock on wood, restart the baseball season? How long is going to be the ramping up period, especially for pitchers and, and starting pitchers as well? And afterwards, make sure you stay tuned because Jake and I are going to react to the interview that we do with Joe Smith. And without further ado, Astros reliever Joe Smith. We are joined now by actually our first ever guest here on this new podcast. Kind enough to spend a few minutes of his morning with us. Today is Astros reliever Joe Smith, who is speaking with us from West Palm Beach, Florida, uh, where the Astros hold their spring training site. Joe, thanks for uh, joining us here. And, and how are things going down in Florida? Of course. Good morning. Um, they're going. It's, uh, it's, it's a weird time. I've never uh, been part of anything like this, obviously. Um, you know, I as far as our baseball goes we have no idea uh you know what's going on um what to do what's the right course of action what's you know and then um you know you get into the bigger picture just the world i mean it's great it's crazy seeing something like this and shutting down and i don't think i've seen anything like this in my lifetime so, Joe, you mentioned the, the uncertainty. Can you kind of give us a sense of what the communication has been the last few days between Major League Baseball and the Astros? I've seen some stuff nationally about how there have been, from a b overall baseball standpoint, some, I guess, issues with communication. What's that been like the last couple of days? I mean, I wouldn't call it issues, but, you know, anytime anything happens like this, like, there's a lot of moving parts, and everybody wants answers so fast, and like, let's just be honest, like there's so many moving parts. It's really hard to get answers. Um, I think, you know, they, they talked and they figured out, you know, kind of where they would recommend us to go, so to speak. Um, you know, whether it be home, whether it be to your, you know, your city you play in or you stay in the spring training complex. And not feel like that's about the only three places anybody would go, but, uh, 
you know, once we got that figured out and then I, I don't know, like, there's still so many questions I have. It's amazing. You know, I got at least starting up in Houston, probably like every player that's going to play for our team or somebody else, you know, we're kind of in the middle moving down there and, uh, or do you go back home and, and be closer to your family or, oh, that's not really good. Cause you don't want to hang out with a bunch of people. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, we're just sitting here in limbo. I heard we might be hearing some more stuff, uh, some more news around noon today. Uh, hopefully we get a couple comments or maybe some, uh, suggestions on where this, uh, might lead for us. And, you know, in terms of baseball wise. Yeah. And we should, we should note that we are speaking on Monday morning here, um, Joe is on his way uh, to the complex to work out today. But, um, you know, this story has evolved so quickly, hour by hour, really seems like minute by minute at points that, um, you know, it's it's very fluid right now. What, what, you know, really, it seems like last Wednesday night was a big turning point for the sports world in this whole story. Um, you know, did, you, did it feel that way down in spring training that that was kind of the first time where um, – you thought your season might not start on time. Yeah, I yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I, I just you know when we first heard about this, I don't think anybody knew the uh, really the effect it would have or how drastic this would be. And um, you know, I mean, look, we're fortunate enough to get to play baseball. I just want to play baseball, but I got a lot of friends back home that. You know they're struggling. They 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 can't go to work because their kids are out of school. You know that's like that's the reality of this thing. We got people that that want to go to work that can't because they don't have any you know babysitters for their kids or some of the daycares are closing down. I mean, it's it's insane. Like that our whole country's uh, you know stopping, and it probably is for the good. You know to try to contain this thing and get as least amount of people as sick as possible. Um, but man, it's uh. This is nuts. This is nuts to me. Joe, what's it like around the complex right now? Uh, there's been there were some guys there yesterday and through the weekend um, working out. I think most of our guys live in Houston. A lot, quite a few of them. Um, they're probably, from what I've heard, they've had they're headed back and um, are going to continue to work out at Minute Maid. Um, I don't know. I'll see what it's like today. I know there's a few people that are talking about staying back here. I'm going to continue to go in here um, at least through March and kind of see how, kind of see how the dust settles. See if we get some more answers. Um, you know, if I go back home, you know, there's no. I don't know. It's not very nice weather up there right now, so I kind of like sitting here <laughs> in 80 degree weather and and, and kind of working out, but. I mean, that's the other part too, right? Like when we're talking about baseball, like, you know, we want to keep working out and a lot of people are like, oh, it's kind of scary and you might get this virus and stuff. And, you know, I, I understand that, but I'm not real worried. I'm personally not as worried about getting the virus as maybe some other people. I understand if I get it, I got to quarantine myself. You know, there are some people, I mean, heck, there's some coaches on our staff that I do not want to see get this thing. Um, so, you know, we got to be really careful when it comes to that. But also, you know, for the sake of, you know, baseball and, you know, let's face it, in, in, in times like these, you know, it's nice to get sports on TV. You know, if everybody's sitting around at home, it'd be nice to watch something, you know. And um, 
the quicker that we can stay ready, the quicker we can get back on the field after all this and, you know, maybe provide some entertainment for, for some people. And you mentioned, I just home. Hope. sorry, you mentioned, you mentioned home and we just want to tell our, our, our listeners home is Ohio for you. So it's a little colder right. there than it is Florida. Um, Joe, you were four outings into your spring, I want to say, four appearances of one inning or, or one plus innings. Yeah. Um, not far from opening day readiness for a reliever, I don't think. How, how do you kind of, now that, you know, this is, seems like it could be a while, how do you kind of like taper back the intensity, but still keep your arm ready for when MLB does give the word? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> I've been talking to Strami about, you know what to do. I think uh, some guys might keep throwing and keep it up like it's spring training, whether it's doing like simulated games against people or, you know, throwing a couple inning bullpens um, to build up and be ready. Uh, for me, I'm probably going to keep playing catch. I'll throw a one, maybe two bullpens a week. Um, and like I said, hopefully this afternoon we get a little bit more clarity of maybe like a start date. Like at least then it'll kind of we'll be able to work, you know, backwards and plan it out. Cause that's what you do in a regular off season. You know, you work backwards from opening day and say, okay, I need to be off a mountain by this time. I need to be in this many games by, you know, to this year's March 26 or whatever. And I, I'm, I'm planning on doing the same thing. Um, once we get a little bit more, hopefully a little clarity um, as to, you know, is the season going to, we're going to try to start in May Memorial day is going to be June is the whole first half wiped out. Like, you know, just, you know, where are we at? Like best guess. And obviously everybody wants to start sooner rather than later, but it just, I don't, I don't know. I don't see that happen. Joe, the last couple of days, like let's, let's take like this past weekend for an, for, as an example, you said your plan right now is to stay in Florida through maybe the end of March or the next 10 days. What are the workouts that you're doing now? What have they been like? Are you guys like trying to maintain distance? Like what, what are the, what are the workouts the last three days for you versus what they might normally be? Um, normally be at this time would just be everybody in camp running through drills and playing games. But I mean, workouts right now are more just keeping yourself ready. Kind of the same thing you would either do. I'll probably go back to more off season workouts where I'm, you know, during season, I work out two to three times a week. And now I'll probably go back doing more off season type style, style workout. We're working out five times a week. Um, just try to get the body ready to go. But I don't know. We're not, we haven't been, you know, I think we're all, we've talked to, you know, the team doctors have come in and talked to us about this um, quite a bit and kept us up to speed. And, you know, nobody's shaking hands or, you know, fist bumping or anything like that. I mean, we're taking it, you know, serious and everybody, you know, washing your hands. Um, And if somebody is coughing or sneezing, you know, just, you know, go wash your hands. If you've been around them, don't touch your face. And just, you know, practice good hygiene. And we're getting told the same thing everybody else is. Um, You know, we're just taking that into account for when we're doing our work. You know, we go outside. I play catch. I don't don't lick my hand and throw the ball. You know, just play catch and come back in, wash your hands and go work out. Don't touch your mouth. (laughs) Wash your hands. I mean, that's pretty much what, what everybody's doing. It has to be, especially the last day or so, MLB has 
sent home all the minor leaguers. Really, it's down to at the complexes. It seems like just the forty-man roster guys. Um, you know, and, and like you said, a lot of the Astros players live in Houston or are headed back there. Um, you know, it has to be kind of eerie. You know, going from a full, you know, forty-five guys in the room camp to, you know, just a few players and a few coaches. Is it? you know, almost maybe like when you've been down there to rehab in the past, like, is it, what's it like, like just being around the complex right now? Bring up those memories. <laughs> it's close Sorry. to that though. No, it's close to that. I mean, it is weird when you walk in and everything, you know, in spring training, you know, everything starts ramping up. We were getting really close to opening day. You're excited for to get the season going, excited to play baseball. And, um, and then all this happens and it's just, I mean, it's, um, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, kind of like a ghost town, a couple people at the complex, some people going this way, some people going that way. It's like, man, we were supposed to just ramp up and have some fun. And, you know, now the whole country's been put on hold and, um, you know, it's kind of time to get involved. You know, I know you see some guys, Lance and Breggy and like JJ Watt down in Houston doing the food, the food bank stuff. And, um, you know, other players around, uh, sports helping out with, uh, you know, people that, that come to work at these stadiums and, 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 you know, help us do what we do. And, and they don't know, you know, they're, they're doing it cause they need, you know, they need paychecks. They need to, they need to survive. And it, it's, it's really neat seeing, uh, people step up and, and, and help. And I, I hope there's more of that to come because, uh, you know, everybody's going to need a little help through this. Joe, I, I think that Jake and I are on the same page, and I, I don't know where you are on this. I, I'm thinking that, like, best-case scenario at this point is June. Obviously, we we have no idea. We're speculating like anybody else. But let's say the, the regular season gets going in June. It, it seems like the, the guys who might be the hardest to get ready as quickly as possible would be the starting pitchers. Let's say baseball starts at some point in June. How quickly, like, what do you think would be a realistic, like, tra- uh, training period to make sure once the games yeah. get going that everybody's kind of ready to play? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, that we've talked about that a lot in our clubhouse um, when we were all together. And I know talking from some other guys on other teams, they've talked about it too. And we all know um, since we're not playing right now, you know, we want to play baseball and we want when, when, when baseball is able to resume, we want it to be the quickest that it can be. But also, you know, we need to, we need to make sure guys are, you know, guys have ample time to get ready. And that's why the people that I've talked to in other clubhouses, you know, you've heard like the Yankees and other teams saying, Hey, we're staying, we're still doing workouts. It's because the players want, like, we want to be ready to play. So when that, when they say, Hey, we can start June 1st, you know, or if they say we can start May 15th or whatever it is, then we want to hit the ground running and and get the heck out of spring training and start the season. Um, And that's going to be on everybody, all of us as players to keep our bodies as ready as possible as much as possible, whether it's staying down in Florida, continuing to throw live VPs, or whether it's, if I wind up at Houston in the beginning of April, then, you know, we're running inner squad games with just us, you know, at Minute Maid Park, um, to stay ready, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, but that's on us as players. Cause all of us want to get this start, this season started as soon as possible. And I don't want to go through another four week you know, spring training. I don't six week spring training. I don't think anybody else does either. 
so much of the country is, you know, just self-quarantining, you know, social distancing, um, you know, no sports to watch. You know, from a baseball player's perspective, you guys are used to having these days that start early in the morning and and end after a Grapefruit League game at, at 4 o'clock, so to speak. Um, yeah. How are you and other players, like, biding your time when you, you know, a, a, an off-season workout, which seems like what you're doing right now, only takes, you know, I would guess a couple hours, right? But what are you doing the rest of your day? Yeah. Oh, man, I've played uh, a lot of golf. A lot of golf. I'm going to probably head out with Brad Peacock, do some fishing. <laughs> nice. You know, I mean, I figure that's social distancing, right? You're on a golf course or you're in the middle of the ocean. It's pretty uh, – so that qualifies as it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's about it, you know. My wife's down here. She's not working right now. Obviously, everything in the NBA and college basketball has been, you know, postponed or canceled too. So, um, you know, Netflix – Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Netflix is going to happen, and uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm getting, I'm, I'm probably going to get good at golf. Work out in the morning, play golf in the afternoon, maybe snook fish at night down here. I mean, there's nothing really I can, nothing we can do, you know. Right. There's a lot of what? people, um, you know, watching Netflix and and watching TV and movies, you know with no baseball to watch, it's an ideal time to break out a lot of the classic baseball movies. I would say what, what is yeah. Joe Smith's favorite baseball movie? And oh, why? That's a good, um, probably for the love of the game or the natural. I don't know which one I like. I like for love of the game a lot. Um, just how they did it every inning doing flashbacks through his career, kind of the culmination of, of everything. And I think, uh, you know, anytime you get to, you know, do any, do any sort of job for a long period of time, just the different, um, you know, ups and downs that kind of got you to that point. But, you know, through the baseball, you know, through our like, culture, you know, it shows him facing one of his good friends and, you know, that, that happens all the time when you play for, you know, different teams, you get to face your buddies and, you know, just kind of that flashback thing. And, and then obviously him throwing a perfect game in Yankee Stadium. I mean, uh, an old Yankee Stadium, which Spoiler is, alert. you know, yeah, everybody knows. Come on, <laughs> man. If you haven't seen that movie. <laughs> but uh, no, I thought that was that movie was very well done and, and I, I really enjoy it. So obviously, Joe, so a month ago, we know what the big storyline was with this team, with the scandal and what things were going to be like on the road. And I'll kind of tread lightly, but I'm genuinely very curious about this. So a month yeah. ago, everybody was talking about how things are going to be awful for the Astros on the road. People are going to be booing, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. Is this yeah. the kind of story where it puts things more into perspective of like, well, I'd much rather be playing baseball and possibly getting booze on the road versus this much more serious situation? Um, I haven't really thought about that like that, I guess, but... I mean, now that when you mention it and you say it like that, like, yeah, because I thought some of this stuff, look, what happened in 2017, it happened. And I, I thought some of it was over the line. Like, really, a lot of the stuff that was going on against these guys and stuff, it, it really, 
I guess I was naive in the off season. I think Jake and I even talked about this as to how big a deal this that that story um, would have become, and I was blown away. And I was blown away by the carryover. And I think some of the journalists were too. I talked to a couple that you know, writing enough is enough type of thing. And then getting crucified on their comment section. It's like, what do you mean enough is enough? And like, you know, it's baseball and I get it and things happen, but you know, we can't act like that wasn't the first time anybody's ever stole signs. Let's be honest. We've had so many former players come on and say different things. And, you know, it happens in our game, right? Wrong and different. I'm not, you know, saying anything about that, but it happens. And then when you get something like this, that overtakes a whole country that, you know, we're worried about mass people, mass people's contracting this and even dying. I hope it brings it back to earth just a little bit that we're, you know, this sport's supposed to be for entertainment. Like we, uh, you know, we want you, the fans to enjoy this. You can still root against somebody. You can still boo somebody. That's, you know, that's fine. That's all part of it. But it's like, this is, you know, it's supposed to take you out of this daily grind. That's what sports is for me anyway. It's supposed to put you in, you know, back when you're eight years old playing in the ball field or, or whatever, going to root for your favorite team and, and, and just getting away from life for a little bit. That's what I think sports is about. And I, and I hope that once we get all this, you know, kind of contained, so to speak, and get the world back going that, you know, I hope sports, I hope we can bring some you know, some entertainment just to take away, hopefully, if not for an hour or, or three, uh, some of the stress in people's lives. Yeah, I think everyone's, <clears throat> excuse me, could use a distraction right now, um, you know, and, and misses sports. And Joe, we, <clears throat> we, we really appreciate your time here with us today. Um, thank you for the insight. I know our listeners appreciate hearing the player perspective of uh, of all that's going on right now and uh, best of luck with everything down there and, and be safe. All right, guys, take it easy. Jake, I think Joe provided an excellent perspective and I want to get like one thing super clear with our audience. If there is a super clear to this, what exactly is the latest as far as the communication between baseball and its teams and specifically as it relates to the Astros, like have they been told they can go, they can either stay, go to Houston or where they live? Where exactly are we out on that? Are we on that at least very early Monday morning? Yeah, well, without getting into too many details, because it is probably going to change by the time you're listening to this. Um, as of Sunday, MLB sent a memo to the teams that 40 man Roster players can stay at the complexes and work out individually and non-roster players have to go home, which a vast majority of professional baseball players are not on a 40-man roster. So, um, you know, as, as we alluded to in the interview with Joe, um, the complexes are pretty scarce right now. So um, I, I believe MLB had a conference call scheduled for Monday afternoon. So this could all, there could be more things coming. And like we said in Thursday's podcast, uh, this is changing, you know, by the minute, but um, that's where things stand right now. And, and you know, I think as um, more information comes out and more clarity comes out, you know, you'll probably start to see more players head home or head to their cities where the, their team is based. Um, but, you know, it's, it's also unknown right now. I think everyone's kind of in a holding pattern. One thing that stood out to me about the, the, the conversation that we had with Joe is just, you know, how 
I mean, all of us are affected by this, which I know this sounds like obvious commentary, but whatever national tragedies might strike, you might like, even though it's going to impact your life in some sort of way, you might be removed from it by hundreds or even thousands of miles, given how big the country is. Now we're in a situation where literally everybody's impacted. And he and I, I even like noted on my pad in front of me when he talked about the coaches on the staff and being nervous because they do have a couple of older guys, Brent Strom, Dusty Baker. And these are the kinds that you, these are the kind of things that you think about. And like, I've done an inventory, Jake, I don't know if you have, but like, I've been thinking the last few days, I'm like, how many older people do I interact with on a regular basis? Or like how many friends of mine are interacting with older people to where something can transmit that way. So I've been thinking along those lines as well the last couple of days. Yeah, no, it's it was something I hadn't thought about that that he mentioned with Dusty Baker and Brent Strom and and even Gary Pettis. Yeah. Um, you know, their third base coach. So, yeah, I think I think that's why you're seeing, you know, Major League Baseball encourage players and coaches to go home. I mean, I think the more we can spread out everyone, the better. Um yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, and also like like you said, this touches literally every person. So um, we could do a podcast episode about journalism and its impacts. We could do one about you know the ra- sports radio industry. Um, you know, this is just one look at it from the baseball perspective. But this is much bigger than baseball, bigger than sports, and um, you know you're not going to find anyone it doesn't impact in some way. What do you think is a realistic start date? for Major League Baseball at this point? I think it's going to be a while. I think, you know, we saw on Sunday night the the CDC's new guidelines that, um, you know, I believe it was any event with 50 or more people in the next eight weeks should be canceled. So that, that pretty much even rules out, or it does rule out, you know, even games without fans. So, because um, that's 52 players right there. So um, That's a good point. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a while, eight weeks, you know, you're looking at at least, you know, mid-May, and then we, I think you're going to need at least two or three weeks of, like, a abbreviated spring training, so I think best case scenario is probably June 1st, and I'm not feeling too confident about that right now either, I think. I agree. I think it's going to be a while, and, um, you know, one while we're on the topic, you know, we are going to continue to do two podcasts a week, and, and um, you know, I am going to continue to write stories um, at the athletic about the Astros as much as I can. It's not, uh, you know, there's not a ton to write about right now with the season on hiatus, but, um, we are going to be here to hopefully, um, you know, distract a few minutes of your day a couple times a week to, um, talk baseball and it won't all be coronavirus podcasts. You know, we will do some other stuff too. Um, you know, because, you know, I think we all miss sports right now and, um, Mm -hmm. You know, I guess thank God for NFL free agency because that's about, you know, the only sports right now um, that we have to follow that's live. Jake, I was wondering, let me throw a take at you. I want to get your perspective on it. I I think I'm not saying this to, you know, to be light or be or be trite about this, but I do think that in adversity, there is there is usually some opportunity. And I think from Major League Baseball, I, I agree with you about timeline that I think June 1st is optimistic, but that's kind of where I'm thinking somewhere in June, you know, maybe July. And I'm wondering what's going to happen as far as the amounts of regular season games that they play. Now, Sam Kennedy, the president of the Red Sox on Friday, talked about how their goal at that point was like, take things they're missing and like add them on to the end. I think that is a 
A, unrealistic, B, terrible idea. I think what baseball should think about is having this natural opportunity to, you know, I don't know how low they can go. Is it 140, 120, 100? I don't know what that number is, but I wonder if more natural urgency during the regular season with a truncated schedule might be something where it's like a natural experiment, granted for terrible reasons, but a natural experiment in let's see how things work with fewer games in the regular season and let's see if there might be just more general interest nationally given a truncated schedule. What what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that makes sense, but I think then the owners will look at their their money uh, losses from this and not give away games just to give away games for the future seasons. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the schedule is going to end up being. Um, you know, I think, you know, to think that we're only going to miss two weeks of baseball season is seems naive. I mean, I think if that were the case, they could tack on games at the end and be fine. But, you know, I think it's going to be a lot longer than that. Um, yes. You know, and so then you're looking at a shortened season, how you do that. I would assume you pick up the games, pick up the schedule where where it is. So because you have fans around the country who have scheduled trips. That's easiest, um, yeah. And maybe you play a few double headers here and there or tack on games at the end. But you also don't want the season to go into December. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think I don't think this is going to be a new normal by any means that they play shortened seasons. But... Um, you know, it will, presuming there is a season, uh, it will be interesting that it is kind of a, a short spurt. It's kind of a sprint, you know, that you always say baseball season's a marathon, but it would be more of a sprint. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. One thing I think about is like, when we talked about this with Joe is like, how do pitchers get ready? Like it can't be healthy for a pitcher to ramp mm-hmm. up to four or five innings last week and then taper it down and then ramp back up again, you know, in a month or two. I, I, I don't know. I just think this, um, you don't know how your body's going to react to that. And I think that's, you know, I don't know. It, it's just, it's something I've thought about and I'm not sure um, what it's going to be like when, when baseball does come back. Well, I think it's I think it's certainly clear, Jake, that w- whenever the season, assuming the season gets underway at some point, and I do think it will at some point by late spring or, or summer, I'll remain a little bit optimistic because, damn it, I have to be. Um, I think whoever wins the World Series or has a lot of success is going to find a way to uh, exploit the the positives from an on-field standpoint. That's a weird way to put it, but like just maybe limit the negatives is, is a better way to put it, like figure out a way to keep their guys healthy. I think that's going to be a, a significant storyline when the season does get underway. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be. I mean, um, I mean that's the same case in a long season, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, health any any seemingly more minor injury would be more major because of the timeline, um, the shortened timeline. So yeah, I mean. I guess we got to hold out hope that there is a season at this point um, to get to that point and see that. But, um, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I don't think we can say for sure that there's going to be one at this point. I mean, it's there's so much unknown out there. No one knows how long this thing's going to last. You know, players don't know any more than we do, really. If you uh, that was one thing I gathered from from our conversation conversation with Joe is, you know, they're kind of learning stuff as we are. 
you know, and, and yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's amazing. A, a week ago, you know, they were in camp playing games, doing all that, the regular stuff, you know, the, the nation was still, or the baseball nation was still talking about the sign stealing scandal and the booing of the Astros. And then, you know, a week later, it seems like that was five years ago. He's Jay Kaplan. I'm Mike Meltzer. One thing I do want to promote here um, as we close it is The Athletic Jake is doing a cool thing where they asked a, a bunch of writers to choose their favorite piece that they've written, and they've unlocked them all for the next two days for you guys to enjoy. So go to theathletic.com, and it's theathletic.com slash tag slash writer favorites, but it'll be available on, on the homepage. And there are a lot of really good stories that have been unlocked for your reading pleasure over these next two days as a lot of us are going to be working from home. Yeah, thank you for plugging that. I, I actually chose mine uh, on Sunday, and it's a little bit off the beaten path, the one I chose. Uh, it was a story from 2017 spring training um, about Brad Peacock and his dad, Jerry, who mm. has worn this Slim's Fish Camp hat forever. He wears it every day, and he wore it on TV during the 2017 ALDS, and um, you know it blew up uh, on Twitter, and that, that Slim's Fish Camp, which is like a bait-and-tackle shop in southern Florida near, near not about <laughs> 45 minutes from where the Astros train, um, started getting all these calls from all over the world to order these hats. And um, it was just a fun story. I went out to the, the, the bait and tackle shop um, and it was just a fun experience and something that, that I enjoyed. So I figured uh, I should probably pick a fun story, a, a more uplifting story for this time. Um, so yeah, I, you know, for, we were still very new with our Astros coverage at that point. So a lot of people probably missed it, but go check that out at some point. And all the other great stories that are unlocked now. Um, you know, if you're enjoying the podcast, uh, please rate and review us. Um, I know a lot of people are catching up on, on episodes uh, now that they have more time. Uh, Mike, how, how are you spending this, this uh, you know, social distancing period? Do you have any uh, movie or television show recommendations for the people out there? All right, so here's what I've got. I've also got books, by the way, too. That might be lame, but I'll, but I'll tell you what I'm consuming. So uh, I am realizing this weekend that I'm, I'm behind on a lot of different things. I'm getting through the latest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, so I'm doing that. Um, let's see here. I, I think I'm relatively caught up on – well, I'm relatively caught up on the TV shows that I watch, although actually I say that, and I need to watch season two of Succession. I watched season one. I thought it was – solid but i couldn't really fully get into it people based on what i've seen on social media really into season two of succession so i gotta watch that um i've got a bunch of books like i don't know how you are jake with reading i feel like writers are always reading a ton i've ordered like a bunch of books off amazon the last like two years and now this weekend i'm like you know what i really should think about finishing or even starting some of these books but one i'm reading right now is this book called range by David Epstein, who like is or is not a sports writer. I have no idea. Like he's worked at SI before, uh, but it's super interesting. It, it's basically about um, how a lot of people and a lot of inventions and things happen when you sort of have someone who has the range to kind of combine different areas of expertise. And it's not so much about acquiring niche knowledge in one specific area. It's about like 
knowing enough about a bunch of different things in order to make those kind of connections. So that is one that is one book that I really have enjoyed. I'm I'm almost finished with that one. How about you? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out what to do. Um, you know, I'm not great with books. I mean, I have a ton of them like you do, but I'm I'm probably the king of starting one, getting halfway through, and then moving on to the next one, which is really bad yep. for a journalist to say publicly. But um, <laughs> I probably right now I'm a little bit more into um, trying to get into the books that I that I've been ignoring, and then um, trying to find some some good TV shows. I I've I've kept up on the ones I really have been into, uh, like Succession, which you should all watch. Uh, another of my favorite shows in 2019 was Watchmen on HBO. I would encourage people to watch that. So, um, you know, I don't know. I'm hoping that, that some new movies and, and TV shows drop on Netflix or Amazon Prime um, during this hiatus to, to dig into. But, um, yeah, this is probably the ideal time to really get back into um, finishing all these books yeah. um, and, and starting new ones. Why are people watching things like Contagion and Outbreak? That seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I agree. I It did cross my mind to watch Contagion because I've never seen it. And it has a lot of good actors in it and a good director, but or great director. But yeah, I don't know if that's the best for mental health right now. I mean, this is such yes. a depressing time. And, um, you know, we're trying to talk about sports to keep our spirits up, I think. But like, it's... You know, it's hard not to just constantly think about what's going on everywhere. And I don't know if watching a movie about, you know, an outbreak is exactly uh, productive. Yeah, I don't think it's up my alley. I'd, I'd rather I'm probably more of like a watching the news and seeing whatever's on sports right now as opposed to trying to ins- trying to invite any more panic into my mind right now. All right, so we're back uh, later this week on Thursday for the second episode this week. He is Jake Kaplan. Make sure you check out the story that Jake mentioned, theathletic.com, and that story is going to be unlocked, the story that he wrote about Brad Peacock and his father, and also check out theathletic.com as well. Make sure you subscribe, and for the next two days, a lot of cool stories have been unlocked for your reading pleasure. He's Jake Kaplan. I'm Mike Meltzer. This is the Crawford Talks, a podcast by The Athletic.